This is Crystal Johnson, CEO at the Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce. This is Buck Lane, President and CEO of the Searcy Regional Chamber of Commerce. This is Allison Thompson, President and CEO of the Economic Development Alliance of Jefferson County, Arkansas, and you're listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, where we discuss the latest topics and trends in economic development with subject matter experts and influencers from across the nation and around the world. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. My name is Clint O'Neill. I serve as Deputy Director for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. We're publishing this podcast at the beginning of Economic Development Week, which is May 9th through 13th this year, as recognized by the International Economic Development Council. The IEDC created Economic Development Week in 2016 to increase awareness of local programs that create jobs, advance career development opportunities, and improve the quality of life in communities everywhere. For the past two years, in recognition of Economic Development Week, I've interviewed economic developers from around the state of Arkansas. The conversations have been enlightening and interesting so we're excited to continue the tradition. Today, I'm joined by three of the top economic development leaders in Arkansas. Buck Lane is the president and CEO of the Searcy Regional Chamber of Commerce. Allison Thompson serves as president and CEO of the Economic Development Alliance for Jefferson County, Arkansas. And Crystal Johnson serves as CEO of the Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce. Allison, Buck, Crystal, Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Thank you. Thanks. So we have Buck and Allison joining us in studio today. Crystal calling in. I appreciate you joining us today. Has anyone ever been on a podcast before? No. I have not. Okay. This is my first time. All right. First time. It's going to be a good one. Well, let's dive in by talking about your story, personal story of economic development. Uh, Allison, let's start with you. Your original career plan And then what led you into the field of economic development, if it was different than the original plan? Well, my original career plan was uh, corrections. I started in juvenile corrections after getting my criminal justice degree from uh, TCU. I learned about economic development while at the School of Urban and Public Affairs at the University of Texas at Arlington doing my graduate work in urban affairs. And... um, you know, I just loved it from day one and got really excited about it. So that was my career change. That's great. Buck, how about you? Well, I started out in manufacturing uh, in Jonesboro and uh, worked there for about 12 years and then moved to Searcy in a manufacturing facility there for about 18 months and the plant closed. And I had an opportunity to seek employment elsewhere. And an uh, available job came open at the Chamber of Commerce and I applied and uh, because of my background in manufacturing, they thought I might be able to help them with their economic development efforts and working with their existing business and industry. So it's been a great uh, ride, and I've enjoyed it all the time. Thanks, Buck. Crystal, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. I'd love to. Well, my background was in sales and marketing. So when we moved to Batesville from Fayetteville, the community really looked a lot different at that time. There were not a lot of options in that career field. So I started a promotional products company knowing that really I could pick that up and it could move along with us um, when we got our next travel assignment. So the goal was to be in Independence County for two years. Um, 
that's been nearly 20 years ago now. But we fell in love with the community, um, decided to do our best to get engaged and see if we could help make a positive difference. Um, really had no idea at the time, but my sales and marketing background has just been a huge benefit to my career in chamber um, community and economic development work um, now for the past 13 years. That's great. Crystal, let's stick with you and talk a little bit about the organizations that you each lead. Mm-hmm. So if if we were to ask everybody for a definition of economic development, it would be different even among economic developers. But tell us a little bit about what your organization values and focuses on. Well, like you said, every chamber looks different. Every economic development group has a different focus or mission. Um, but ours is very much community-focused. So we have a community strategic plan that really guides our work. So we get the opportunity to take the vision from the community um, and then make that come to reality with community support and engagement. So I would say that um, really our focus is on community development. Um, That's at the core. And then, of course, everything that comes along with economic development, workforce, housing, childcare, that all obviously plays a role in healthy communities. That's great. Buck, tell us a little bit about Searcy. Um, Searcy's a great town. We're 50 miles located away from Little Rock, but uh, a little more specific. What our focus has been is on business retention and attraction and then the community development slash quality of life effort that Crystal alluded to there. Uh, We have a great base of industrial companies as well as retail and commercial. We work very closely with them. Uh, one of the challenges we have is is our workforce, as as with most companies and most communities in our our state and our nation at this time. Allison Jefferson County. Well, I, I love our arrangement. So we are we are economic development and the chamber. On the economic development side, our initiatives are focused on primary jobs. Uh, industrial, and uh, we have uh, a couple industrial parks, and we're wanting to fill and grow those parks, but also on the retaining the businesses we already have and helping them to grow. And that's where your chamber side comes into that when they're getting out there visiting, they're doing programs, they're initiating uh, things that the businesses need. But uh, on the economic development side, it is all about those primary jobs and growing those jobs in the community. Great. Well, let's dive into economic development projects or achievements that you're most proud of. Buck, I'll start with you. What's one project or organizational achievement that has come together in your community recently? Tell us a little bit about the backstory on that. Thank you very much. We're, we've been very blessed. We have a company called Bryce Corporation in our community. Uh, they employ about 450 people and in mid-January, we found out there was an opportunity to work with them for an expansion and retention program in our community. Uh, there was a competition from another state. Uh, their corporate headquarters is in Mississippi, and they made us aware that it was a competitive situation and that if Cersei really was interested, we need to put our best foot forward. Uh, we contacted the AEDC. Uh, you guys were great. You came to the table immediately. You helped us. Long story short, uh, last, I guess, about 10 days ago now, 
an announcement was made that the company is going to add 142 jobs and invest $80 million in our community with new equipment and, and buildings and things like that. So we're extremely excited about that. I uh, just want to thank everybody that was involved. There's a, there's a number of people that were involved. Well, Buck, tell us a little bit more about that. We'll, we'll go into talking about economic development as a team sport, but who was at the table there making a project like that happen? There were several people, as I mentioned. Uh, we had a local gentleman by the name of Rennie Rutledge representing the financial portion of it. Uh, we had our mayor there. We had uh, corporate people from Bryce. We had your group there. We had the White River Planning and Development District was there as well. We had Bond Council, um, a number of people. Great. Well, Allison, let me give you the opportunity to talk about an organizational achievement, something great that's gone on in the community or a project that you're proud of. I'll touch on a couple things. Uh, organizationally, I'm very excited. Last year, we did a brand new st- strategic plan and very pleased with the outcome of that, as well as being fully staffed now. And I believe thoroughly we've got the right people in the right positions. And so it makes going to work every day really fun and working together really fun. Uh, As far as the community goes on the industrial side, where we do tend to focus, um, we've, uh, we've either sold and or um, uh, help to sell uh, uh, buildings during this time. I mean, the, the, the pandemic time was a busy time for us. So that in our business parks now, we only have two vacant buildings. So very excited about that and, and the expansions that have gone on. There's been several expansions, so I won't go into each one of them. But the businesses that are there are doing well, and we've got new businesses that have come in. Great. Crystal, tell us what's going on in Batesville that you're proud of. My answer might be just a little bit more abstract, but I've mentioned this before, um, but I we believe it and have had such success that um, I'm going to keep saying it until every community in Arkansas has a really strong strategic plan. But um, as I mentioned before, in, in 2015, we were our organization was at a point where we knew how to take care of our members. We knew how to have fundraisers that provided, you know, a sustainable organization. But we were really ready to take on a bigger role in community and economic development. And that was that was foreign to the community. Um, we had tried in the past to establish economic development programs and they were they would work for a few years. Um, but for one reason or another, they would kind of fade away. But this, we knew we needed a plan really to set, you know, the um, priorities for the future. And the community just responded. We had an overwhelming response. Um, Really, it was the first time they had been asked for their opinion or for their vision. And really the cool thing that came out of our strategic plan, um, if I were going to create the plan, the community responded almost almost um, just directly in line with what my vision would be, which is to focus on education, economic development, healthy living and well-being, and quality of life. So with those four pieces all working together, paired with just massive community support, we're able to really remove the barriers that had been there in the past um, and get projects taken care of um, and really moving in a pretty progressive fashion. So I would say that our community strategic plan that we call IMPACT is probably 
um, the success story of the last 10 years in Independence County. Thanks, Crystal, and congratulations to all three of you for the success that you've had recently. Let's switch gears a little bit and focus in on the top factors that businesses look at when they evaluate communities. So jobs come from entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs decide where they want to create businesses. Businesses come, for the most part, from existing companies that decide to add jobs, like Buck mentioned with Bryce Corporation. And jobs can come from business attraction projects. So the top factors that businesses look at when they evaluate communities. Buck, what would you say a few of those are? Well, I think the top two are, is what I refer to as product. That's either a building or an available site. I think if you don't have those, you're behind the eight ball right out of the box. Uh, once you get past those, it's a matter of a number of things. I think workforce is the number one issue facing all businesses today. Uh, we work very closely with our local uh, Arkansas State University BB slash Searcy campus and, and have a committee that's set up to do that sort of thing. And they meet on a regular basis. But then you get into things like quality of life, and that means something different to everybody when you mention that to them. But we've got a group of people that are working very hard on that in our community to improve that sort of thing, to come up with things that people would like to do and people like to come to our community to see. Uh, we have Fourth of July uh, celebrations now. We have uh, a ball drop at, on New Year's Eve, uh, and, and we have a number of festivals throughout the year. We have a, one called Get Down Downtown, and uh, our Main Street director Amy Burton takes care of that along with her committee. But there's a number of things like that going on in our in our city, where we're trying to do a lot of things with a, a small staff and a small budget. Okay. I was unaware of this, Buck. I don't think I've ever received an invitation to the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> we'll take care of that this year. No problem. All right. Uh, Crystal, uh, let me turn to you next. Talk about the top factors as to uh, why jobs have been created in Batesville by, by entrepreneurs and companies looking to uh, move into the area or expand in the area. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a great story of... Um, entrepreneurship in, in Batesville, just a couple of uh, companies that you've probably heard about. Bad Boy, Mowers, um, and in the Intimidator Group, um, those are both thriving, expanding industry partners that um, really had a, a vision to just two guys, two friends had a vision of building lawnmowers and came together, used their um, entrepreneurial brain to get that off the ground. Um, it has just grown by leaps and bounds. Um, Intimidator Group was recently acquired by Toro. Um, and then, like I said, Bad Boy is continuing um, to expand as we speak. So the spirit for entrepreneurship is definitely alive and well in Independence County. I would have to agree with Buck that successful projects um, will never get off the ground if you don't have available sites and buildings. So that's number one priority. Um, but an, another issue our community is running into at the moment is available housing um, and really housing across the board. So we're talking about workforce and veteran housing, multifamily housing, single unit homes. Um, that is our priority. That's our pain point right now and what we're really focusing hard to overcome. 
Thanks, Crystal. Allison, what would you add to that top factors? Well, definitely in alignment with my colleagues. I think they've they've hit a lot of the top ones. Uh, and I'll just, rather than uh, repeating what they've said, I'll add to it transportation, connectivity. Uh, and we have the Port of Pine Bluff with the foreign trade zone, as well as 530, the interstate coming through airports, things like this matter. Companies need products uh, and uh, goods from out of the country, and the least expensive way to bring them in is by water. So having those uh, transportation quarters and the transportation available, being able to get there from here kind of thing is very important and cannot talk about uh, businesses and growth without talking about broadband and connectivity that way as well. And uh, so that, those would, would be the top things that I would add to Great. there. Allison, let me stay with you, and I think you've already hit on some of these, but you made your way from corrections to <laughs> yeah. a leadership role in economic <laughs> development. And in your time in economic development, what are some ways that the field of economic development has changed? Wow, it's changed a bunch. And I would say number one is diversity. When I first started in economic development, uh, it was basically uh, uh, Anglo men. <laughs> and it has like now. Like the guys you're in the room with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and now it, when I'm at a, uh, an economic development conference, you look across the room and uh, it's about 50-50 men and women. And uh, there's lots more people of color that are involved. And so I uh, really love seeing that. And I think it strengthens our prof profession, our perspective, and it is a good thing. So I'll, I'll throw that one out there is what I've seen change. Excellent. Crystal, let me ask you the same question. In your time in economic development, how have you seen the career field change? Well, uh, maybe a little bit more technical response, but the way we do our work, I would say, has changed um, pretty significantly. So, you know, 13 years ago when I started uh, with just a focus of rebuilding our chamber organization, um, I would say that we were very event-driven, um, and the purpose for those events, other than bringing people together, was to um, find sustainable funding. And really, that we've seen such a, a, a shift. Um, now, we really focus on building partnerships and identifying other partners in the community who care about the same things that we care about, and really getting that buy-in, which takes a lot of time, several years sometimes, to build that level of trust. But now what we're seeing um, are our sponsors and partners wanting to help us carry out our mission and are willing to do that without a transaction. So maybe where in the past, oh, for $1,000, we'll sponsor this event, but we want our logo here and this size and this location, and you know we want 10,000 people to see it. That has shifted. Now to, hey, we also care about this mission. We would like to fund that work um, and not expect a transaction necessarily to take place, which allows us more time and capacity um, to get the real work done. So I've just, I've seen that shift and I think it's very um, interesting. Okay, Buck, same question for you. Ever since you were given the opportunity, as you say, to seek out other employment opportunities... It's a great way of putting it. You started on a journey in 
in economic development. What has changed since that time? Well, I started 31 years ago, so uh, just stop and think in your own lives how much has changed in the last 31 years. When I took the job at the Chamber of Commerce, we did not even have a computer. So think of that <laughs> and then try to think about where we are today. Um, but a little more technical answer, if you will, um, everything is technology-driven today. In the past, uh, you know, you would receive a call and you'd take it from there. But now people can look at your community and you don't even know it. Um, you, you need to have your information available on a site um, that's recognized and have the information the site consultants are looking for. And when someone does reach out, you need to be able to have the information for them in a digital format that you can get them uh, immediately. But, um, you know, it's a situation where we used to have a lot of people working on this in our community. Right now, we have a few people working on it right now. And uh, some of the people that were involved in the past are, are no longer living. So, we're in a transition state in our community where the younger people are, are wanting to become more involved, and, and we, we appreciate that, and we welcome that. And it's just a matter of, of getting everybody on the same page. And I, I, I agree with my cohorts here about a strategic plan for your community. I think that's key. Uh, everybody knows where we're going, what our mission statements are, and so on and so forth. And uh, it, it, I think it's just a situation where each community is different, but each community is fighting the same problems. Let's transition a bit to talking about ourselves as professional economic developers. I know that all three of you have worked very hard in your personal journey of training to be an economic developer that adds values to the communities that you lead. Allison and Buck, you're both certified economic developers through the International Economic Development Council. Crystal, you're a certified professional community and economic developer and have an Institute for Organizational Management certification. Talk a little bit about those certifications, what the standards are, why that's important, and why you pursued that. Allison, I'll start with you. Okay. So, uh, as I mentioned, I learned about economic development when I was in graduate school, and uh, my thesis was on uh, regional economic development and cooperation, and I was interviewing a lot of economic developers for my thesis. And one of them, uh, Greg Solomon from the Burleson Chamber, uh, told me that I needed to get certified. He said, if you're serious about what you want to do, you need to get certified. And I said, what's that? And uh, and started exploring it, and so went. I was very fortunate to have employers who supported me, and uh, were uh, in support of that. And uh, so I just started the classes and uh, and went for certification. And I could see the efficacy for that for my career, as well as how much uh, better I was able to serve. Uh, the communities where I worked by knowing what I was doing and uh, and having that body of knowledge. And so after that, I went for the uh, economic development finance professional because I really wanted to understand the numbers and how to pull the numbers together. And so uh, so that was my purpose in getting those certifications. Great. What about you, Buck? Well, when I started a long time ago, Paul Latour was at the Little Wright Chamber and uh, I, I talked to him about this. I talked to anybody that would, would talk to me back in the day. Uh, most of those people encouraged me, much along the lines that Allison just shared, to 
uh, get as much education as I could, uh, to learn as fast as I could. I uh, also went to the um, Chamber of Commerce Institute in Oklahoma, and uh, I was doing that in the winter, and I was doing the summer uh, of Economic Development Institute at, at the University of Oklahoma as well. So it, it was a great training ground. I met a lot of people. It was a situation where it was kind of like drinking from the proverbial fire hose or hydrant, and it, it was just a situation where... I was a little bit like a sponge. I mean, I loved it. I liked meeting the people there. I liked hearing what was going on in their communities. I liked hearing, you know, how they did things and comparing it to how we were doing it here in the state of Arkansas. Um, I mentioned to you my background was in manufacturing. I mean, there was a, a certification process there, too, that I went through. And, and it just seemed like it was natural. You know, it, you know, if you're going to be in the business, find out what you can find out. Learn as much as you can learn. Uh, the other part of that was just relationships. You know, it was very important to get to know people in the state, make make friends and make acquaintances and relationships with site consultants as well. And so the more you would go to these things, the more people you would meet, and it all kind of, you know, meshed together, and it made sense. It was not – it wasn't hard to understand how that worked. So uh, I think it's been great. It's been very beneficial to me. I'm very proud of being certified in that. I'm very proud of going through Chamber Institute and, and the Community Development Institute as well. And uh, I, I would just encourage anybody that thinks they want to pursue Chamber of Commerce or Economic Development careers to follow those same paths, is to go to the Chamber of Commerce Institute, get involved with your local uh, state organization, where that, whomever that might be. You know, we're, we're very fortunate to have one here that's so great. Um, Shelly Short does a great job sh- sh- uh, leading that organization and communicating with all of us in our communities. It gives you that posse Absolutely. that you've got somebody to call. Sure. If you've run against up against something you haven't done before, you don't know what to do. And some of them, absolutely my best friends oh, yeah. have come from those trainings and getting to know other economic developers. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, Allison, that's what they shared with us at Institute is there's nobody in your community that can help you. Nobody knows mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Nobody knows what you're <laughs> dealing with. And, yeah. you know, honestly, you can't talk about some of the things in your community with some of the people in your community. So you kind of have to have a sounding board or a, another person at the other end of the line that knows what you're going through and maybe has been through it. And I mentioned Paul, but there was a lot of people back in the day, and there still is. Henry Jones at Jonesboro was a great, you know, person to help me along as well. And mm-hmm. um Anyway, it's been a great career. I've enjoyed it. That's great. Crystal, tell us a little bit about why you decided to put in the work towards achieving and maintaining the certifications that you have to take you from the sales and marketing background that you have uh, to your career today. Sure. Well, um, unlike my colleagues, the night before my interview, I was Googling what is a chamber of commerce? What, <laughs> how do you do economic development? I had no idea. Of course, at that time, um, the kind of coin phrases were live, work, and play. And I even remember referencing those um, in my interview, really not knowing what, the, what that even meant. But I knew that if I was going to be responsible for this organization and the responsibilities that come with the role, I needed to educate myself. Um, So that's when I started really my first professional development um, experience in this role was with Institute for Organization Management. Um, 
which I thought would be a good place to start because really the curriculum um, of the program is, it could be pretty versatile. So if you're interested in nonprofit management outside of chamber work or outside of economic development work, you could pick up this knowledge that you learn and, and apply it to lots of different um, careers because, you know, who knew if this chamber gig was even going to work out. But once I got there and met others in this career, you know, it's the art of relationship building. And, you know, again, not a week goes by that I don't have to reach out for help or want to throw something against the wall and see if it sticks, but want to see if someone else has already tried that before. Um, but now I've got this huge network of professionals that I can lean on. Um, that was crucial. I honestly don't know if I would have made it through my first five years of chamber work had I not been through Institute. And then in addition to that, once I knew I love chamber work and economic development work and knew this is where I wanted to invest my time, I enrolled to get a master's degree in community and economic development from UCA. And the chamber board actually paid for my master's degree. So it's I've just always continued to stay engaged, continue professional development, stay up to date with industry trends. It's with the frequent changes. Um, it's just necessary. You almost can't do this work without continuing to invest in your professional development. Crystal, that's such a great story, Googling economic development the night before the interview. <laughs> so I'm curious, did this come out during the interview or did this come out years later or will it come out uh, with the unveiling of this podcast? <laughs> well, it's most certainly will be out in May. <laughs> you know, I was always very transparent. I've, you know, from the beginning, I've said I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be, but what I will give you is dedication and a commitment to figuring it out. Um, and that's, you know, thankfully I had the buy-in of our board um, and partners. This kind of has have supported me in, in this journey. Crystal, let me ask you to add on to that. You talked a little bit there about the qualities that make a successful economic developer. What, what are some additional qualities? Um, I think... Strategic way of thinking is most certainly crucial. There are lots of moving parts, um, even, you know, as basic as maybe retail recruitment. Um, just being able to strategically think about locations and being able to refer sites, that takes a little bit of strategy, but then also working with large groups of community members so so first of all, I would say strategy. But second of all, any advice that I would give is this work is, I think, to be really successful and have a long career. I tell, tell my staff almost daily, this is not a sprint. <laughs> this is a marathon. So um, having some patience, knowing that sometimes projects take a little bit longer than maybe you would like to see or the community would like to see. But strategy and patience are the two key um, pieces that I would say you you have to you have to have to be successful. Great, Allison. Uh, slightly different question for you along those same lines, though. What advice would you pass along to students, 
to young people or people looking to make a career change considering their options as to why pursue a career in economic development? Economic development's a great career if you like people. It is a relationship business, whether it's uh, the uh, relationships in your community and collaborations and working with others in your community to building relationships and with and, and trust with your businesses, with real estate people, with uh, prospects. It, it's about people and it's about relationships. So if you if you enjoy that, you enjoy um, uh no, no two days are ever the uh, the same. Knowing that some things are going to work and and some things aren't, so you got to be an optimist and and always know that hey, you know that there's a possibilities. Uh, so I would say uh, if somebody really enjoys getting out and being with people and knowing people and helping people, because there is that. There is that give back, that helping aspect to it, because what we're when you when you help to create a job, and I won't say we create them because we don't. It's the businesses that create them. But when you help to create a job, when you help somebody have the opportunity for a job, you've helped not just that person, but you've helped their whole family, and so there 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 is there is all the feels to it too. And uh, and so uh, I would say if if they if somebody enjoys that kind of work environment and uh, that they should go for it because it's a great career. Great. Buck, how many days a week do you drive home saying, I love my job versus I'm looking to uh, <laughs> take the opportunity to? I love my job. I, I would say um, probably five out of seven, if you will. Um, you know, I, I, I echo Allison's comments about the relationships, making people's lives better. Uh, that's what we heard early on uh, when a new company comes to town, be it retail, be it industrial, whatever, uh, somebody's life has improved. And and that's what I think economic development is, is making somebody's lives better and uh, creating jobs. And, you know, in our community, and I think we're no different than anybody else, but it's a domino effect. Many of our people that go to work are underemployed. They, they're not unemployed. And so when they take a job, that creates a job at a, at a different level. So it's just a situation of, of seeing your community grow and and um, improve and, and, and seeing people happy. You know, when things are moving in your community, everybody's happy. So um, I, I've enjoyed my job from day one. I still enjoy it today. And uh, I, I would encourage anybody that's interested to talk to somebody in the business that's what I did. I mentioned two old guys. Uh, they probably wouldn't appreciate that term, but Paul Latour <laughs> and Henry Jones, and now I resemble that. But it's it's a situation where people like Crystal, and I was like Crystal at one point in time. You know, I was I was, you know, looking to learn more, and so uh, we looked to people that were experts in the business. We went to see them. We talked to them met with them, tried to tried to pick their brains, and they were all very helpful. Uh, couldn't, couldn't have asked for better mentors than any of those guys. So, Well, thank you all. Last question for everyone. Let's end on a lighter note. We're all champions of the state of Arkansas. If you have somebody visiting from out of state, they're going to spend a few days in Arkansas. What are some of the attractions, maybe restaurants, top things to do that you would encourage 
around the state of Arkansas, including one in your community. Allison? Okay, well, so got to talk about the Saracen Casino since it's that new, that's our shiny right. new penny. Uh, so I'll, that's the one from our area I'll talk about. But I, I talk up the Clinton Library. I think it's really cool that we have that and, uh, and uh, the museums uh, as well as the outdoors uh, opportunities for hiking and getting on the water. So much water in Arkansas, so much water. <laughs> uh, whether it's a bayou or a river or a lake, you know, to get out and to be in the natural environment. So there's lots of things from around the state to talk about. Great lineup. Great to-do list there. Crystal, same question for you. Well, along those same lines, um, I think we all living in Arkansas can take for granted our natural resources. So we always try to really highlight those. And along with that, comes, of course, struggles in the community with making sure that you have provided access to your natural resources. But when those things come together, it's very, actually very unique. Things that we take for granted, they don't have in other communities. Of course, we realize that almost every community has a main street that may not be unique. But what is unique is that we have, um, like I said earlier, the spirit of entrepreneurship. So we have awesome restaurants. We have awesome shopping, just really our small town kind of feel, I think is, you know, what other people are looking for. So we always promote our downtown, our main street merchants, our local merchants, and then, of course, love to promote all of our natural resources. Great. And Buck, in addition to the New Year's Eve party in Searcy, (laughs) what would you advise your guest? Well, all of these kind of tie together, but we we have a group of people in our community that are actively looking to improve our community. By that, I mean we took – they took an alleyway that was a typical alleyway in all of our communities that was not very attractive. And they changed it into a art alley is the name of it now. And art, local artists literally paint something on the walls. I think it lasts for a minimum of 30 days, and then they transfer it or change it out. And now it's a – tourist attraction. And at the end of that uh, alleyway, uh, there's a, a area where a building was, and it's just the three sides in you know a stage area. Well, that's been transformed into a literal stage area, and it's got the lights where you can have an event, be it a band or a concert or something like that, and people gather all over our downtown area. And then again, uh, this same group has come up with a, a regular function called Beats and Eats, and you can imagine the music and the food. And they started out doing that uh, monthly, and it kind of ran its course, and now we're doing it quarterly. And it's just a great way for people to come and network and get to know each other and meet other people. And uh, it's safe environment. Uh, but those are some things on the local level that we're trying to do that seem to really be gathering a lot of interest, uh, not only from our local people, but people coming in our community. So we're real pleased and we invite anybody to come. And Clint, I will send you an invitation to our ball drop and anything else like that that we have going on in Surf. <laughs> That sounds good. Well, it's been a lot of fun visiting with you three today. I'm sure a lot of information can be found on your organization's web pages uh, that expand on on what you've talked about from success and economic development to fun things to do in your community. So 
I want to thank our guest on today's podcast, Crystal Johnson, CEO of the Batesville, Arkansas Area Chamber of Commerce, Allison Thompson, President and CEO of the Economic Development Alliance for Jefferson County, Arkansas, and Buck Lane, President and CEO of the Searcy, Arkansas Regional Chamber of Commerce. It's been a pleasure talking with you all today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. This is Clint O'Neill, Deputy Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. You can subscribe to the Arkansas Inc. podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcast apps. For more information about AEDC and to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit ArkansasEDC.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.